0: Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Opair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years, opairinamerica.com.
1: The tradition of American cooking can trace its origin to a single cookbook published less than a decade after the U.S. Constitution. It was the first to present recipes of the New World instead of just copying English and French dishes. And it's called simply American Cookery. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, always on the lookout for fascinating stories and histories on the road from New York to Boston. As far as we know, there's fewer than a dozen first editions of American cookery that still exist.
0: So I have in front of me two copies, both printed in 1796.
1: Eileen Frank is a curator with the Connecticut Historical Society in Hartford.
0: Yeah, so the full title is American Cookery, or the Art of Dressing Viands, Fish, Poultry, and Vegetables, and the Best Modes of Making Pastes, Puffs, Pies, Tarts, Puddings, Custards, and Preserves, and all kinds of cakes, from the imperial plum to plain cake, adapted to this country and all grades of life.
1: American Cookery, we'll stick with the short version, was first published in Hartford. That's how the museum lucked out to get these copies. Eileen holds up one copy and flips through the pages. It's simple faded paper held together by thread and ragged around the edges.
0: While it is in good condition for something that old, you know, it's been around the block a few times. So the 40-some pages that make up this book, now the paper is a yellow-brown. There are beautiful stain marks indicating that it was actually used
1: the museum once brought in a food historian who was able to identify those stains as egg whites
0: and I actually like that it is a little beaten and battered around the edges because it shows that whoever owned this version actually used it it really was popular and housewives and domestic laborers used this for their recipes
1: the author Amelia Simmons may have been a housewife or a domestic laborer herself. We don't know for sure.
0: We know very little about this woman who really changed the face of American cooking. The title page identifies her as an American orphan. And she does, in the opening pages, talk about the plight of women who don't have family.
1: An orphaned young American woman could well have found work as a live-in cook. If that's what Amelia Simmons did, she knew her way around a kitchen. Eileen Frank says the average early American kitchen could be chaotic.
0: It would have been a very hot place. It would have been an open hearth fireplace, large cast iron pots and pans, a Dutch oven to do your baking in, the noises that come along with cooking, the temperature, the smells that go along with cooking where you don't have refrigeration. I mean, you're not slaughtering an entire cow in your kitchen, but you're breaking down meat into smaller portions. You're taking out the intestines of fish, dealing with some pretty smelly parts of cooking.
1: Most Americans still relied on English and French recipes of meat pies and stewed vegetables. But this cookbook went local. Inspired by some indigenous staples, like squash and corn, and used terms like Indian meal and Indian pudding. And it incorporated another local New England favorite.
0: It's one of the first cookbooks to mention serving cranberry with your turkey. So if you love that tradition at Thanksgiving or other holidays, you might want to thank Amelia Simmons for documenting it and getting us all to enjoy some cranberry.
1: And pumpkin pie. And it's believed to be the first appearance in print of a certain beloved baked good, the cookie. The English versions are called biscuits. It's believed the word cookie came from a Dutch word, probably out of the Dutch settlements around the Hudson River. I decided to try the first ever published cookie recipe myself, with the help of my partner, Shea Barisi, in our very non-historic kitchen.
2: Let's boil some water. We picked
1: Amelia Simmons's gingerbread cookie recipe. We found it online. The whole book has been digitized. Read the directions. Okay,
2: One pound sugar boiled slowly in half pint water, scum well and cool. Did that? Add two teaspoons pearl ash, Dissolved in milk.
1: Pearl ash is an old-timey leavening agent made from potassium carbonate. It's another ingredient that made its debut in the cookbook. We sub in baking soda.
2: Then two and a half pounds flour, rub in four ounces butter, and two large spoons of finely powdered coriander seed.
1: And a quart of molasses.
2: I just have to be real with you. This is a lot, a lot of molasses.
1: Do you think we should cut back on some of the molasses?
2: I mean, that wouldn't be in the spirit of following the recipe. But even when I make things with molasses, usually a jar lasts me a year. So this is two years worth of molasses in one recipe.
1: American cookery sometimes calls for wild proportions. But also there was like one recipe that had a certain, there are a lot of eggs in some of these. Like so many eggs. I think 21. 21. Um, I think
2: even more than that. I think there was a 29-egg recipe. Again, we're not clear on how many servings are supposed to be in these, and I'm taking a gamble that this number of servings are consistent.
1: Okay, let's do it. We mix together flour, sugar, and the two years' worth of molasses. I grate some nutmeg. We toss in the spices. As Shea stirs the mixture, it starts to get thick.
2: I'm kneading by hand just a mass of what looks like concrete and is about as heavy. We added a little bit of water so that the dough would come together and now it is officially too heavy to mix with a spoon. It smells rather therapeutically gingerbready at this point, which is a good sign. The recipe claims that the more you need it, the lighter and whiter it will be, which is a strange way to describe a brown cookie.
1: Are you about to put it in the oven? Yes. Excellent. We put the first batch in for 15 minutes. We have to guess on the temperature, since the recipe doesn't say. The kitchen fills with the smell of gingerbread and molasses. I'm expecting something thick and tough, like hardtack. When we take it out and taste it, it's not at all what I expected.
2: So this is warm gingerbread. It is more cakey than I thought it would be. It's more light and wholesome than I would have thought. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's not too heavy. I thought it would be. It's, I think it would be filling if you ate a lot of it, but it's not overly sweet. It's not lead in like I thought it would be.
1: The cookies lasted us for the rest of the week. No way to know if Amelia Simmons would be proud, but the rest of our quarantine pod loved them. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, discovering the old and the new on the road from New York to Boston.